This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, knives out, boobs out. Wreck off, you nutbag. I am familiar with both officers and gentlemen. Habit burger, monkey style. Party up front, pika in the back. Learning to unhook a bra from your mother. Adorable existential dread. Bill up the road, got drunk and punched a chicken. The Johnsons should stay away from Johnson & Johnson products. Australian trivia. Meat. No rules, oh, just oh. right. <laughs> Screw that one up, sorry. That's Meat right. juice saturation. Riding that Tylenol high. Trivial things. Therapy Thursdays and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I want someone special to be my friend forever and ever. Your evil is ended. <laughs> Hello, my friend. Stay a while and listen. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everybody. Uh oh. Sneeze coming. Hold on. See okay. if I can stifle right. it before it right. Ah! Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Let it out. Let it out. You don't want to bottle those things up anyway. Oh, I know, but I thought... They just build an intensity, and then your head explodes. I saw it in a movie once. Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. I got, you got Michael Ironside. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that movie there. Was that's the, right. Yeah. Uh, what was that called? That was called... Um, Scanners. Scanners. Sneezes. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't that it? Sneezes. It was the great horror movie, Sneezers. Sneezers. Sneezer, Weezer, Lemon Squeezer. Hey, what's going on? Uh, hey, it's me and Brian. Uh, I'm Scott. He's Brian, and we're doing a show. We got stuff to talk about. It's Thursday. It's almost the end of the of the broadcast week uh, for for this particular show because on uh, on this weekend we're doing the the play date on yeah. Saturday. I mean, really, when you consider it, we're just a little over halfway through the broadcast week because we still have three shows to do this week. We still have uh, today, tomorrow, and Saturday. Yeah, that's true. Oh wait, we don't have tomorrow though, do we? What are we doing oh, tomorrow? do we not do tomorrow when we do a play date? Oh yeah, we we swap it out. See, it's like a oh, uh, okay. we we take it off so that we have time so we Ooh. can do the play date. See, then I've got time to watch Spider Man three tomorrow afternoon. Oh, that's a good thing to announce. We we vetoed um, Dracula three thousand because we it is move Dracula terrible, <laughs> terrible, awful, not good. We we do this once in a and, while, and even not and specifically not good by by film sack standards is what we're hearing. Right, uh, Dunaway watched it. He still wants to talk about it, but um, oh, he watched the whole thing. He watched the whole thing. Oh my lord! Why why did he put himself <laughs> through that? Was that uh, he just wanted he to see it for even himself? after we vetoed it? He's like, no, I want to see it still. No, oh, well, it's. I mean, I watched oh, the first hi, Dracula three thousand. I, I watched like fifteen minutes. Uh, to make that, I wish I'd have waited for him. I didn't know he was going to do that. I would have skipped it because it was sucked. Oh my gosh, it was bad. Yeah. Well, if you would have, if if uh, if you wouldn't have seen it and vetoed it, he probably would have said, "Let's do it. Let's keep going with it." Yeah, that's a good point. I think I yeah. say, I think I, I you helped us dodge a bullet. Yes, we yeah, swerved or, and missed or, or a major. Mistake. <laughs> yes, we missed a head-on collision. Is what we did. Okay. So man, I stand if by it. if Casper Van Dien and and uh, Erica Leniak and Coolio and Tiny Lister can't save uh, a movie project like that, what hope do the rest of us have? Exactly. You know what it felt like to me was like somebody owed someone a favor and then just mm -hmm. called in all the favors. 
Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, you guys remember that time I did whatever? Yeah, we remember. Okay, well, call Lister up and uh, tell Van Dien it's time to pay up. Like, it was really one of those things. Are you planning on refilming this with, like, real cameras, or are we still just using that uh, Sony Betamax camcorder on your shoulder? Just using that? You, oh, just, using just that? that? Okay. okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Uh, Whatever. Uh, yeah. You can add special effect. No? No special effects behind me? Okay. Are we going to do this whole thing in your garage, or is this going <laughs> to... That's how it felt. It was that bad. Oh, man. So we dodged it, dude. We dodged it. I'm telling you. All right. Fair enough. Fair D- enough. Dunaway may try to convince us differently on Saturday, but I'm telling you, we dodged a bullet. So instead, we're watching <laughs> Spider-Man 3, which we also know is bad, but it's we film We know it's bad, bad, yeah. Yeah, it's film sack I, I want to say that I think I've only seen that movie the one time in theaters. I don't think I've seen it since. I think I saw, was it the PSP version? So, oh, you saw it on UMD? <laughs> I did. I did. I saw it on UMD, I think. Or am I thinking of Spider-Man I 2? I think Spider-Man 2 came with a PSP, like because you wouldn't have bought it for the uh, the, the Vita or the, or the right. PSP. Oh hell no, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, it was there was one that was uh, included as a pack, and I actually thought it was the original Spider-Man. But you might be right because it was 2004 when that came yeah. out, so you're probably right. Yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, what am I thinking of then? Something came out. Was it a? Maybe it was a PlayStation 3 thing, or I got a deal, or I don't remember. But they were, you know, Sony Sony was always pushing it because it's a Sony, pro, you know, property yeah. at the time. Yeah. It still is, I guess. Um, but yeah, I did watch a they couple might have of They offered UMD. a free download of the movie or something. Maybe that was it. Could have been. Could yeah. Been. Did you ever watch a full UMD on that thing? Did you ever do no, that? I even had, I even, I even had the Spider-Man one and I think I had Fifth Element. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Somehow I ended up with Fifth Element. I don't think I paid for it. I, I didn't either. I had that too, and I also didn't pay for it. So there must have been a promotion or something. Yeah, I think so. But I also had it on there, and I watched Fifth Element on there. Oh, I can't imagine. It was small and dumb. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not that different than phones, though, I guess. So it's not, I don't know, it's not too crazy. Yeah, I, but, wouldn't, watch that. I wouldn't watch that on a phone either. That's a movie that requires the biggest, dumbest uh, video screen you've got available. Yeah, it is. It's pretty dumb. But I watched it, yeah. and it was the last time I did a UMD movie. That was it. All done. Uh-huh. All done. It was cool. a dumb format. Really stupid. So, good job, son. I hear David Lynch is totally in favor of UMD movies. Oddly yeah, enough. He, lo- he loves it. He doesn't get all sweary so about that's, it. That's or the anything. format that his stuff, he says, this is the format that I want all people to watch my stuff on. <laughs> is that his voice now? Yeah, that's that's David Lynch. <laughs> this is the format right here. He's nasal. I, I don't know. I haven't listened to a lot of David Lynch. It's been a while. Actually, actually the David Lynch is the yelling David Lynch that... Um, was uh, Cooper's boss on Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Right. Agent Cooper, mm-hmm. make sure you ask the log lady about the thing in the woods yeah. in the Black Lodge. He does have a lot of, ah, like that when he gets yeah. loud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Nasal. Uh... Well, if you if uh, chat room doesn't know the reference, there's a great video of David Lynch, and this is like circa iPhone 3G or something. Yeah, well, like 2010, 2008, like yeah. it's old. Yeah, 10, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that. And he, he makes the comment that nobody would ever watch a movie on a phone. And it's mm-hmm. very funny, uh, and you should watch it. And they and they also edit it up to seem like an Apple commercial, which is pretty funny too. So anyway. <laughs> really? Yeah. They had like oh, a that's cool. I'll have to look for that. Think awesome. different logo at the end or whatever they did. I don't yeah. remember. But anyway, uh yes. So Fabulous. UMD still a still a big deal. All right. 
<laughs> Time for us. Um, my so I had a I had a story about how disappointed I am with um, with Habit Burger right now. Yeah, something yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened because I liked Habit before, and we'd go there occasionally. It was fine, and it was good, and the food was good and fresh, and all this. Lately, though, what is going on over there? It's just a sloppy mess. The fries are soggy. It's just a bad time. If I'm gonna have a cheat Chicken night, tastes like wood. Yes, exactly. <laughs> If I'm gonna eat a, uh, if I'm gonna cheat on a night and get a burger when I shouldn't, mm-hmm. it better mm-hmm. be good. And this one was not good. It was waste. It was bad. So that's you know what I'll I will uh, echo those sentiments with my disappointing French dip yesterday from Arby's. Oh, oh no! Like this is something I was kind of looking forward to. It just was meh. You know, it okay. wasn't. Um, it wasn't. Uh, it also felt like it was a lot smaller than they used to be. Like it felt like it was on a little French roll as opposed to a medium-sized French roll like it used to be. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, those little tiny um, Jimmy John's French butter sandwiches that they make now. It felt like it was on one of those little thin pieces of bread. So did uh, was the did the meat saturate the bread? Was it just all just kind of? Well, the juice, the 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 au jus uh, saturated the bread, which is exactly what you want with a French dip. It's sure. Kind of, it's kind of the, it's the weird thing where uh, where you're basically saying, I'm going to specifically make this sandwich taste like a sandwich that I would send back to the kitchen in any other case. Yeah. Like, oh, the bread's all soggy. Take this back and make me a new sandwich. No, I'm I'm willfully taking a sandwich and dipping it in stuff to make the bread soggy. That's true. The big, but the yeah. kicker there is you don't want it to come to you all soggy already before you've even dipped it. That's what you don't want. <laughs> well, this is true, yes. And yeah. it didn't. I will say that, that the the um, the bread, as small as it was, was uh, tasted fresh. There was a an okay amount of uh, meat in there. I don't think there was any. Usually there's Swiss, but I guess you might have to ask for Swiss now specifically. I don't oh, know. I thought it, it was, came with Swiss. And maybe it they, was disappointing. My oh, my bad. spinach salad was better. <laughs> of course it was. See, that's I, what I, I should have done. Miso dressing and cashew slices in there, and I had a credit on a delivery thing, and I thought, oh, I'm gonna use that tonight. Let's use that. Let's use this credit and get it out of here. And mm-hmm. it just was the wrong choice. Habit, you blew it last night. I'm gonna leave you a bad review somewhere. I don't know. Wait, don't wait know were where. you complaining that the food was cold and you got it via Postmates or or? Or DoorDash or something. I mean, it's just down the road, and and when we've ever gotten in the past, it's always been hot, fresh, ready to roll. And she, she, she was fast. Like all of that stuff went okay. exactly as planned. I'm telling you, they gave me the bottom of the rung fries at the bottom of the freaking barrel. Yeah, they were yeah. all just like almost see through. They were so freaking oily, and mm-hmm. the burger was just thrown together by monkeys, man. Just like, gotcha. imagine okay. apes in a room just going, hoo, 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 and then just throwing <laughs> meat around and just. An infinite number of monkeys working on an infinite number of habit burgers. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, they, something that resembles a hamburger came to me. This wasn't good. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Bums me out. Bummer. Anyway. Uh, so there's that. How about we call Gidget Von LaRue for a let's little call, trivia? Let's bring in Gidget for a little bit of uh, Thursday, final Thursday of the month trivia. We always do this. Because we want to test our metal. Contractually, ob- oh yes, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah, it's not contractual obligation, obligation or obfuscation, or that either. Yeah, or that. It's a chance for us to just see how bad we are at this. So let's find out how bad we are now. Trivial things. It's trivial things with Gidget Von Larue, all the way from uh, a long ways away. 
place. <laughs> Down under. Oh, she's for some reason, she's recalling me. Why is that happening? Hold on. Okay. Gidget. Because she, uh, she likes total recall. She, she apparently does. Hold on. Her, her, her partner must have gone to bed. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, hello. That was hello. that was a fun little hello. trip. Hi, how are you? Hello. I'm good. Yeah. Are you? Uh, uh, how, how's the um, how's the giant island of Australia? I know it's a continent, but it's basically an island. How, how does that island? We're, we're both. Uh, okay, you're yeah, both. Can be both. Yeah. Are you guys avoiding this uh, coronavirus? You staying away from all the sickos or what? What's your deal? No, supposedly um, it's come here. Great. Uh, supposedly there's a few people that have had a couple of cases of it. Um, but our biggest thing has been dealing with bushfires, but then we had torrential rain. Mm -hmm. So everything's sort of working itself Coronavirus out. Coronavirus probably seems fairly tame in comparison to all the other disasters you guys have experienced in the last uh, six months. Probably. Well, yeah. Well, the, the, the weird thing is, you know, we're, we're very used to all this stuff. And then we look over to America and we see you get tornadoes and cyclones and stuff. And we're like, mm -hmm. what the hell? Yeah. That's and weird. We do get weird stuff over here. America has uh, three of the deadliest tornadoes in uh, in the world. Uh, so in, in that respect, we're a lot like Australia. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> yeah. like we're a little like you guys. You know, at end of the day, we all have weather. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right. I don't think we get cyclones though. Do we get cyclones here? I think that's an Asia thing, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, tsunamis are are an Asia thing. Cyclones are what? Those are water based tornadoes. I think so, and they're huge. Like I flew in one going leaving Hong yeah. Kong. So coastal, I, I think coastal. And, and oh, tornadoes are like okay, in that tornado like alley that right. you have there. Tsunamis are water tornadoes. Cyclones yeah. are hurricanes. Well, tsunamis were earthquakes under the water. Sent a giant wave. A giant wave is a is a tsunami, isn't it? That's right. What's the there? What's the there is an equivalent to, like the Asian uh, equivalent to tropical. No, nope, nope. hold on. No. Typhoon, typhoon, typhoon. Typhoon is the word I was looking for. Yes. Uh, now that just makes me want to get Thai food. I'm going to go get it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> makes me want to go to Typhoon Lagoon. Yep. Well, maybe well some thai welcome food. to the weather report with the morning stream and get you on the roof. Yes, that's <laughs> okay. true. Well, I hope you don't. If get... ever we needed Hunts the Wind to join us on the show to explain all this stuff. Yeah, he knows everything. <laughs> we should. What we need is like a CDC type uh, Hunts the Wind guy who knows everything about communicable diseases. Okay. That would be good. Exactly. I was looking at the numbers yesterday. This is why people are freaked out, okay? So last year, some 30,000 people or something died of regular flu here in this country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the actual percentages and the way that flu propagates, it's about 0.1% of the population. So not the population affected or infected, the population mm -hmm. of the entire country. So that seems like a lot of people, but then when you look at it as a percentage, it's actually a very small percentage. So people are like, well, wait a minute, this thing's only killed like 3,200 people so far and we're worried about it. I mean, regular flu kills 30,000 people. And I understand that on the surface, but if you look at the numbers, coronavirus has a 2% death rate. And that could get somewhere up in the 500 to 720,000 people killed. Wow. Yeah, uh, just huge. with that but, small but don't, percentage Don't you think this whole coronavirus thing is a bit like Chernobyl in Russia? It's a bit of a cover-up. I, I think it's worse than what it is. Oh, you go, and, oh you're going the I, other way. I've got my own yeah. opinions. I, think, yeah. I don't think this was an animal-based thing. I don't think this was an eating bats thing because they've been doing that for ages. I think right. this was a government-created 
virus because wow. it's got oh, the AIDS really? virus in it. Okay. And um, <laughs> just to, just to bring the podcast down, <laughs> I, I personally think it this this was something that escaped from the the factory that was based in that particular place in China. And it somehow got out. I don't think this is from eating wild animals because they've been doing that for ages. Mm. So you don't think something, you like don't think something mutated? The, Wait, what's this yeah. thing? You said there's the AIDS virus in it. I hadn't heard that. What's that? Yeah, it's yeah. They're supposedly partially of this coronavirus thing is the HIV virus is in it as well, so that it sticks within people. So, um, are you my mother-in-law not, doing a I'm funny not accent? Personally, all I'm saying is what I've read right. is that yeah. it was being used as a super the disease outbreak type of crap. The connection that I heard was that they're using a form, or they're trying a form of um, what is it, AZT, whatever the thing is that they use um, for patients who have AIDS. Uh, they're using a form of that or 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 a form of AIDS treatment form of yeah, HIV AIDS treatment. treatment to try and combat coronavirus but it might be yeah I don't know yeah I all I know, know is there's something dodgy going on I know that, I, I know, know the digits in the future and you know what else I know I know that um, uh, I know that we've got nothing to worry about because our fearless uh, second leader in chief Mike Pence is going to take a break from overseeing our space force to uh to to manage the coronavirus uh containment yeah it'll be great with all his experience in that area oh your your political stuff that's going on right now is hilarious oh god isn't it though i know i wish i could be in another country watching it from a distance oh my god it is so amusing it really is i mean it sucks for you guys but it's hilarious for all the rest of us yeah, at least in Australia, you could see being surrounded by fire instead of just the virtual fire that we're surrounded by yeah, you know, exactly. in the US. Well, uh, I, and you're sure you're not my mother-in-law just doing a fun accent, right? <laughs> I'm just making sure. I might be Scott. Okay. I might be your mother-in-law. Okay. Well, turn you off. Behave yourself, all right? <laughs> okay. Well, then, uh, then I can't wait for my mother-in-law to feed me trivia questions. I forget what. We, I think you warned us what our topic would be, but maybe fill us in. What are we doing today? I forget. Okay, so we are doing 80s movies lyrics from 80s movies songs. So, so I'm going... Songs from uh, 80s movies. Yeah, so they, they weren't necessarily lyrics. written... Some of them are written for 80s movies. Some of them were original songs. Some of them are covers. Mm-hmm. But they're songs used in 80s movies. And I'm going to read you the lyric, a couple of lyrics from the song. And you have to guess the song. Okay. If you guess... Well, I was going to say if you guess the movie, but some of the songs have got the movie in the lyrics, so that's mm. irrelevant. Mm. So, yeah, that? Yep. yeah, stuff that off. Um, all right, so if you, all you have to do is guess the movie. Okay. Okay. And the song is it the song? Sorry, all you have to do is guess the song. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Three twenty-six a.m. here. Yeah, it's I know. Been a this bit is of crazy. this band going on. We love that you uh, stay up late to do this for us, Gidget. Oh, bless your hearts. Yeah, I'm always happy to. Love it. Love doing it. Okay, so who wants to go? For, oh, can you see me on camera? No, no not yet. You, you haven't shared, sent, You haven't clicked the little camera icon. Yeah. Okay. To. All right. I've been told. All right, start video call. No, that's no. No, that will start a new call. Um, <laughs> Hold on. I got to re-add her. She just has to hit the <laughs> did icon. She just, did she just disconnect? She just disconnected herself. She really is my mother-in-law in lots of ways. Like, this is just another way. <laughs> 
That's right. One more way. All right, I'm ringing her, so. Oh. Hopefully she doesn't have to wake your father-in-law up to uh, to work the computer. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, hold on. Why? I know she can see it. She hit she hit the button that just says start video call and she's not on yes. our group. She's she was in like a different group. Right. And oh, so she's not seeing where she is. Like you have to be in the group with the people you're in to hit the button there. So I'm gonna hit ring again. So my okay. guess is she is now she is now running into the other room and screaming at her at her pal. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. all right, she's still there's some confusion here. I can see her still trying to call me. But I don't want to answer it because then we're just going to go down a rabbit hole. Right. Oh, this is well, cool. can you answer it and tell her to get out of that and come back to, <laughs> come back I mean, to Earth? I guess so. <laughs> I guess I could. Let's see if she calls back. Here, I'm going to pause this. It was called the 80s movie where everyone stuffs up. I guess so. Well, no, I stuff up. I like the stuff. Stuff up's a great term. I'm gonna start using that. It's now three thirty in the morning in Australia. Yeah. Just gonna ask us trivia questions about uh, Adobe Creative Cloud and movies. Is that we're doing? What's the? Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Geez, that wasn't controversial at all yesterday. That was a fun. Oh. Exactly. Got all kinds of heat for that. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. It's all right. It's It's all good. He's gonna he's gonna be pissed with me tomorrow. I can tell you that right right now. Look, why did you mess something up? Make him breakfast or something. Do something nice. Yeah, might be a divorce. Yeah. Um, Okay. (laughs) All right, go for it. Try to decide who who was gonna go first. Uh, You get Um, to who won last time? I don't remember. I've got the TMS uh, coin. Scott, we wanna... you won okay. last time, I think. Did I win? I don't remember I think winning. you did, yeah. All right, Brian yeah, should go first then won. if I won. All right, I'll go first. All right. Really okay, this is, this is a bit of Brian's arena as well. So, you know. It is. You heard that, right, so I'm, I'm going to try. And, yeah. I'm going to try and say it as clear <laughs> as possible without actually singing it because I love yeah, all yeah, these yeah. songs. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right, so number one. Oh, hiding the chat room. All right. Okay, good. And the beat's so loud, deep inside, the pressure's high just to stay alive. Oh. All right. Just to stay Okay, the beat's so high, stay alive. Do uh, one more time, please. All right. And the beat's so loud, deep inside, the pressure's high just to stay alive. Oh, my God. I, I know that. Um, You're going to win this one. Oh, I think I know this one. Hold on. Oh, if Brian can't get it, it goes to Scott. I know it's going to be a great steal if you get it, man. Because I'm, I could, I could read those lyrics along with you, but I could not, I cannot put them in. Do you need to hum it a bit? No. Well, that would be cheating, right? I mean, hum. That would be so cheating. Yeah. Yeah. So no, we can't do it with no hums. Uh, And the beat's so loud, deep inside. The precious. Oh, it's uh, it's it's uh, the heat is on. God I damn just it! I played this on the show this week. <laughs> damn it! He sang it. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Fry. Fry. Glenn Fry. One yeah, and what movie? Don Henley. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. The heat is Huge. on. Huge. Brian. Nineteen eighty came out nineteen eighty four, but the music was still on the Billboard charts on this day in nineteen eighty five. Oh is my on. god! Six or seven on the charts, if I remember correctly. Nice. Just to stay alive. Stay alive. He was, he was better All with right. uh, the Eagles. 
Uh, they're fine on their own, but they're better with the Eagles. Anyway, go mm-hmm. ahead. For sure. Yeah. All right, Scotty Poos. Number two. <laughs> yeah. My baby may not be rich. He's watching every dime, but he loves me, loves me, loves me. Oh. Um... Oh, shit. <laughs> baby... Oh, it's right. uh, um, uh, the song from Footloose. It's the uh, uh, dude, uh, his friend. Uh, Brian knows it. Uh, uh-huh. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Uh, um, I know Are this you song. Make, get the, uh, the performer, too. It's, do I need to know that? Do I need to know who sang it? My baby may not be rich. He's watching every dime. But he loves me, loves me, loves me. Yeah. No, I know the song, but I don't need to tell you who sings it. I just need the title, right? Yeah, you just you just need yeah. the name of the song. That would be a good way to make this even. Is uh, I have to come up with the artist. He has to do just the title. Let's hear it for <laughs> that, the boys. That, that would be fair. There is that go. the song? Yeah. It, let's hear it for the boys or the boys yeah. or something like that. That's correct. Okay. Close enough. Right. Singular. All right. Let's she only hear cares it about one boy. boy. Oh, boy. Denise Williams, yeah. if I remember correctly. Correct. Wait, Denise so Williams. A, she's not the one. That's a bit of a Scott and Brian. She the penthouse lady from the the, nope. the okay. <laughs> no, it's Vanessa Williams. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot what Williams I was dealing with. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. Oh dear. All right. So that's that's a bit of a split split one actually. All right. So Brian, mm-hmm. number three. No, I don't okay. get any points for that. Scott gets points for that. I don't get any points for that. There's no split. No, because he only guessed the song. You guessed Denise Williams and Footloose. Oh, right. But he does. He only has to get the the title. Like he for really me to does. Get a point, but- it's for, my game. I'm scoring okay. how I want to score. All right, okay. <laughs> Didn't realize we're dealing with Drew Carey and whose uh, line is it anyway? Yeah, just, just back off, buddy. Back all off. Right, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so who's keeping right, score number, then? Somebody in the three, chat keeping Scott. score? I don't get this Someone rule. Someone in the chat is keeping score. <laughs> all right. I saw before I, I tabbed out of the... There, uh, there's always a scorekeeper in the yeah. chat because they're awesome. Zoe, Zoe said someone's going to keep score, I think. All right. Excellent. All right, number three. So it's mm-hmm. over to Scott. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. how it's can... over to me. Oh, no, it's over to Brian, yeah. Yeah, I'm odd. Oh, sorry, either. Brian was yeah. first. Yep. Yeah. So, Brian, uh-huh. you know I'm scatty. Um, Brian, <laughs> how can you just walk away from me? How can when you the... just walk away from me when all I can do is watch you leave? That is uh, Phil Collins from the movie Against All Odds and the theme oh song my God. Against All Odds. Parenthetical, Brian. take a look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> I had more than that. I, I actually had, uh, I can do is watch you leave because yeah. you've shared the laughter and the pain, but you just came out of the yeah. gates. That's what he does. It's, come on, music is my, no, music no, is my jam. Stop, finally, finally, <laughs> finally one of these <laughs> that I feel like like I've got a, uh, a fighting chance and. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's, that's what I thought. I thought, you know, music, yeah, but give Brian a bit of a chance. All right, so now it is over. Brian got that. It's over to Scott. Number four, I've been meaning to tell you I've got this feeling that won't subside. I look at you and I fantasize. Oh, um, oh, 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 hold on. Uh, uh, don't say anything. Uh, I know this. Uh, this is. From the film Dirty Dancing, right? Yes. And it's that song that our hair 
The time of my life. Is that it? No, it's not that one. Oh, it's not? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, shit, I don't know this one. <laughs> I don't know this one. Can you give can you uh are you are you throwing in your towel? I there? don't know any other songs from that movie. Like I only know I I've right, you know so how many a, times I've seen 50% it. Fifty percent Scott. I've seen that uh, movie Brian, once. Can you get it? Yeah, give me the lyrics one more time. I've been meaning to tell you that I've got this feeling that I that won't subside. I look at you and I fantasize. <sighs> is that um Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen? That is Hungry Eyes Hungry by Eric Carmen. That's in that movie. I don't even remember that being in that movie. Hungry Eyes. It's not a great movie. You and I fantasize. <laughs> I got former former Hungry lead singer eyes. of the Raspberries, Eric Carmen. Wow. Yes. Don't give him points for that. That's just bonus. Stuff. <laughs> well, no, I'm, giving half, the... I'm giving half and half. Oh, you're going half and half on that one too. I'm going half and half on that you one. The, you got the movie on that one. Oh, okay. I can't yeah, believe exactly. I thought I was sure it was that. That one's the only one I know. I only know that song. All right. I had the time of my life. <laughs> and I owe it all to you. Um, okay, so it's Brian. Yep. All right, number five. Rhymes that keep their secrets will unfold behind the clouds and there upon a rainbow. God, some 13-year-old's uh, notebook from school? Is that what that, song, what that comes from? Sounds like. It's from my diary, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do those lyrics again? Well, for yeah, him too. Right. But, yeah. Rhymes that keep their secrets will unfold behind the clouds and there upon a rainbow. Grimes that keep their secrets will unfold behind the clouds. I don't know this. Rhymes that keep their secrets. <gasps> I think I know it. Really? I don't oh know the God, name of the song, but I know the movie. Go wow, on. I think you're, you're going to get a point for this one because I can't, I can't come up with anything for this one. Um, maybe it's the same name as the movie. Uh, it might be. So can I steal now? Can I do a steal? Yeah, give him the steal because yeah, go I, I got nothing on that. This. That mumbo jumbo is in a movie I did see quite a few times, which was, is it The Never Ending Story or just Never Ending Story? Oh. And the. Rhymes that keep their secrets. Yeah. And he's on the dog, big hairy dog, and it's singing. Is it called Never Ending Story? Of course it yeah, is. Yeah, the, yes. the song is Never Ending Story, and the movie's called The Never Ending Story. Oh, I Four lead singer of Kaja Gugu. That sounds like a full yeah, point for Scott. Scott gets that. That is a full that. point for Scott for sure. Yeah, that is a full full point. One point. I have nothing on All that. Right, one. So whoever's keeping scores. <laughs> That's how I keep it scores. And, and, and hope everyone's playing at home too. Hey. Okay? <sighs> um, okay, so this is Scott's one. Yep. All right, number six. Locking rhythm to the beat of her heart, changing movement into light. She has danced into the danger zone. Oh. Wait, I'm thinking of something else. You are thinking of something. Yeah, you got the wrong rhythm. You got the rhythm of the song before. Yeah, the rhythm of the night. Hold on. Repeat, please, one more time. All right. Locking rhythm to the beat of her heart, changing movement into light. She has danced into the danger zone. Danger zone. 
Well, Danger Zone. Just Remember, makes they're me all think from of, 80s movies. Right. Mm-hmm. The 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 Danger Zone reference just makes me think of Top Gun. Yeah. No. But that's not it because that other frilly stuff is not in that song. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. say I'll just take a guess because I really don't know on this one. Um. Uh. uh let's just say uh, this uh, Dream Warriors starring uh, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Zsa Gabor. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, Dreamscape. You're thinking of Dream Warriors starring Patricia Arquette. Oh, wrong. It's not even, not even the right movie. All right, Brian, do you My know Steel? it? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Michael Cembello, Maniac from, uh, that is correct. from Flashdance. Oh, Flashdance! That is correct. Brian. Even talks about her dancing, Scott. Oh, yeah, she. For all I, listen, when I was growing dancing. up, that movie had one purpose and one purpose only, and it was to show me a... A hot lady taking her bra off without removing her shirt. That was it. That was the whole thing. Oh, all us girls can do that. Or the chair with the kidding? water. Psh, Are you know? kidding? That's that's you. You taught that at eight. I'm How not... to take your bra off without taking your shirt off? <laughs> yeah, but to us that was like foreign and 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 exotic, and it was Whoa. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's not wearing a bra. Yeah. <laughs> that's my weekends. <laughs> <laughs> No bra in sight for the weekends. Yeah. It's just it's free ranging, baby. So wait, Brian got a full point then for that, right? He got a full point. Right. Yeah, full point. yeah. Should I count okay, it like so you, it's Brian's question <laughs> yeah. next. I'm more organized this time. It's Brian's question next. He won All that right. one, and now he's got this one, number seven. Uh, women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're unwanted, streets are uneven. When you're down. So the 80s movie would have been The Lost Boys. The cover would have been by Echo and the Bunny Man. Correct. Uh, that's When You're Strange by The Doors originally. Yeah, that's a cool Correct. cover. Correct. Oh, he just, Brian, you just kicked that out of the park. This is, I mean, this is my. He kicked it out of the park. This, we're, dancing, we're dancing in my ballroom right now. I yeah. know. <laughs> I know. It is your ballroom. Yeah. It's, it's happening. Okay, Scott. Yeah. All right. Number eight, the road is long. There are mountains in our way, but we climb a step every day. <laughs> Hold on. Give me it one more time. All right. The road is long. Yeah. There are mountains in our way, but we climb a step every day. And whatever you do, don't think the road is long. Don't think of seeing it like that. Because if that no. gets in your head, it'll never get out. Uh-huh. Say that. Say that. Blue Ridge, John got it. Where we... where up, Add one up, more word to the beginning. Where Up where we belong. There it is. Uh, yep. I, I don't know the movie, though. From? Uh, hold on. What an Oscar. <laughs> Timothy Hutton? No, who's uh, Louis Gossett Jr.? Who's the duet? I don't know. The, the I know the song. I don't know the thing. I, honestly, I don't know the movie. Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warnes. You've, you've, you got to give him the point, though. He got the song title. Yeah, but what's the, he did. What's he, the movie? He did. Yeah, an officer and a gentleman. Oh, I never saw that. That was late. That was my. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that was my mom's movie in the 80s. I didn't see oh, that. It's a good movie. I'm sure it's it is. A good, it's Richard Gere's best movie. Richard you should Gere, watch right. it. Yeah, that's but right. I was like 14. Yeah. Louis Gossett Jr. in there too, right? Am I remember correctly? And he was yeah, he won the, the Oscar. He won the best supporting Oscar. For oh, yeah. He was, yep. a, he was a drill sergeant yep. or something. But It's a great I, movie. I don't. Very I didn't see it because when you're 14, you don't see that. That's not a thing. For the record, I haven't oh, seen it either. Oh, you're such boys. <laughs> yeah, Brian hasn't seen it either. Oh. I haven't seen it either. I'm familiar with both officers and gentlemen. Have not seen the movie. <laughs> wow. You guys, you guys need to do that for your your film, film sack. sack? That's, yeah. That would be a good one for film sack. I would. I would yeah, because it, it would be it. good to do a movie that need, none of you have watched. Mm-hmm. And then we've done that. that. I've yeah, seen it a few times. We've done that. We've done that. Yeah, we've Dracula done that three thousand was almost that. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've had a few where they they're ones you thought we would have all seen, but we hadn't seen yeah. it. So yeah, <laughs> it happens. All right, I feel good about that answer. All right, well done. Brian helped you. All right, number. No, Scott got that one all by himself. Number nine, Bri Bri. Yes. All right, heading into twilight, spreading out her wings tonight. She got you jumping off the track. All right, one more time on that one. All right, heading into twilight, spreading out her wings tonight. She got you jumping off the track. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Well, now now she just gave it away. (laughs) She did just give it away. (laughs) That was unfair. Now I know it's a danger zone by Kenny Loggins. Well I, done. I, being completely honest, I'll do. I'll do that from now on. I'll do a little hum. All right. I promise. I'll you can, do a little hum. You only, you only have to do to one hum. Just, 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 just do one hum for Scott to even things up. Yeah, just one hum. All right. Hum. Okay. All right. All right. So, Scott, this is yours. <laughs> I'm not. For the record, I'm not <laughs> asking. I'm not asking for a hummer. I'm saying hum it. Hum the. Just hum it. <laughs> just for the record, I want right. to be clear. Okay. Go ahead. I hear that Australia right, has three of, the best, three of the world's right. most deadliest hummers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So many times it happens too fast. You trade your passion for glory. Don't mm-hmm. lose your grip on the dreams of the past. All right. Hum it. Hum it for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's exactly. uh, it's I the tiger. Yeah, but this is tricky. I, this the, is I the Tiger yep. by... I the Tiger, correct. By, hold on. Oh, the movie's Rocky Three. Uh, yes. Well yeah. done, Scott. Yeah. Well, and I guess I don't well need done. to say who made it. John Brian, who made it? I forget. Survivor. Oh, Survivor. Survivor. I was going to say... Jim um, I was going to say that other band that I can't think of now. Well, I was going to think I was going to say Foreigner for some reason, but yeah. Oh, yeah, don't say that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people think that it was the song from the original Rocky, but Rocky was 1976, Rocky 2 was 1979. I the Tiger only came in for Rocky 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that. It's an awesome song. I knew that from I know you knew uh, that. Well, recently too cuz we did film sack of this what a year not even a year ago. It's like not sometime even a year in 2019. Ago. Sometime in 2019 we did that one. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty so late they're in the great, year. They're a great montage of uh, uh, practicing on the beach, right? That's Running right. on the beach together and hugging in the waves. Yeah, they loved that. Oh, him and Apollo, they were into Rocky it. Yeah. You guys Apollo, did that, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, did you did that before you did film sack. You just went, let's we just did. do it. Let's get let's to a beach. Go. Let's just, just go have to the beach, a bit of a Yeah. Anytime, anytime I see <laughs> Brian in public, that's what we do. I'm going to chop some wood <laughs> and then I'm going to hug you on the beach in the waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn right. All right, bri bri. Yeah. All right, number 11. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. 
Take a ride on the West Coast kick. Oh, oh. Little Jack before we take a ride on the West Coast. No humming this time. No humming on this one. No. I know this one. I know this one. Um, oh, frick. Been used a bit. Take a ride on the West Coast kick. Uh, oh, it's right there. It's just right there. It totally is. Check the nimble, Jack. Right on the West Coast kick. Um, oh, I know it. 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 I, know it. <laughs> I don't know which movie it is, though, because there's. Yeah. It's a couple, apart from one. Yeah. Nimble Jack. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Take a ride on the West Coast kick. Take a ride on the West Coast kick. Ah, don't numb it. She started humming. I just hummed it. No, I've already. I feel like I've got the melody. I just need to associate it. Cat Keeper got it in the chat. I'm sure he did. I'm sure everybody's shouting this one. No, not everybody. I know. Oh, really? I know it because. No, it's some American Pie. Doors. No. No. It's so far one person's got it, and that's Cat Keeper. Right on the West Coast, kid. Oh, that's that's like home. killing me. That's that that I can hear that melody. Lon's mate's got West also Coast the person Coast. that sang it. I know it. Um, I totally know it. Jeez. Dun, 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 dun. No, no, don't. Do, don't, don't. don't, do anything. don't give no, me anything. I'm doing different tune. Oh, <laughs> well, don't do that either. Yeah, about it. Yeah, this is <laughs> One of those things help me. <laughs> <laughs> I totally know this. Why am I? Uh, oh, 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 oh! It's uh, I was thinking Chevy Chase. Shit! And I was trying to think of um, uh, mm-hmm. uh it's uh, Someone said Buzz it's Lindsay in the Buckingham, chat. Uh, Lindsay in Buckingham, the chat room, like you're getting bored. Uh, holiday Wake Road. Up. Yeah, it's Holiday Road. Gosh dang it! Yeah, the Holiday Road. Time, they've used it. In, I think they used it in every vacation movie except for Christmas Vacation. That no, is correct. I thought it was in Christmas. Well oh, done. no, no, no. Christmas Vacation has that cool Christmas song instead. Uh, it's a, it's yes. not the same song, but it's just a cool song. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Christmas Vacation, they didn't go on vacation. They stayed at home. So it was no good using Holiday Road, but all the other ones, they used Holiday Road. Holiday for- Road's amazing. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. It is a great song. It's a, it's a, a song you can play at Christmas time, but you can play it year-round because it isn't uh, specific to... Yeah. Uh, you can play it whenever you want. To Christmas, whenever it's you cool. want. Yeah, you go into Wally Word World. So the, play it. so the, uh, my melody was totally throwing me off, and it's funny. I'm still trying to think of how. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack be quick. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I keep Take wanting a ride to do it. Uh, West Coast, Coast kick. kick. Yeah. Holiday, Holiday road. road. I was wanting to put a. Um, uh, a uh, a, a different beat to it, a swing beat to it. All right, anyway. I know. That's the thing that throws you. And actually, even when I was doing writing these out, it, a couple mm-hmm. of them threw me. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't remember the, the 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 theme of the song. So mm-hmm. it was weird. All right, so uh, Brian, you got that. Yes, he did. Uh, Scott. Yeah. Thanks for 12, giving me eight minutes uh, to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just forget. Say the things I might regret. It breaks my heart to see you crying. Uh, one more time. All right. Sometimes I just forget. Say the things I might regret. Uh-huh. It breaks my heart to see you crying. <laughs> what? What are you doing? She's singing <laughs> he it. He said, 
You said I can hum for Scott. No, said she said the one time. time one the one time. time. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, it didn't <laughs> help. Don't worry. It didn't help. is coming okay. out. It didn't, it didn't right help. That's what I've got. <laughs> it didn't help. Hold on. Um. Hmm. I know the Come on, Brian. Can I give you more? Than oh, that? oh, oh, no. oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Is this a this is a montage song? Wait, do it. Uh, do, give me the words one more time. Sometimes I might. Sometimes I just forget. Say the things I might regret. It breaks my heart to see you crying. <laughs> you cannot sing it. <laughs> you try and do these lyrics and not sing them. I'd even say like say those first two lines together as one sentence. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. I just forget. Say the things I might regret. Oh my God! I'm just it gonna hand it to him. It my heart to see me cry. I know the song, but I don't. I don't know the. I don't know the movie or the I song. I don't want to lose you. you. I don't want to lose you. I don't know. I am a man who will fight. Oh, it's Karate Kid. It's a Karate Kid. <laughs> I'll Peter be Satera. the hero yeah. that you're dreaming of. Yeah. Build it forever. <laughs> it's Karate Kid. Do I get any points for knowing it's Karate Kid or am I screwed on that? Glory <laughs> to, it's up to get you. Points, points at, this, the, at this point in time are, are, are fluid. Oh, they're just in the air. Uh, you decide. They're in the air. We're just having fun. You decide if I get a point. Fun. Do I get a point for picking but, the movie? Do I get it? Because I said Karate Kid. Well, what, what movie do you think it was from? Karate Kid. Two. No. Two. Karate Kid 2. <laughs> yes, two. I just was pausing in you between. You didn't get it right out of the first game. That was a very long pause, Scott. <laughs> oh, that's a Scott. That's a Scott and a Brian one. That one. All right. So he's keeping the score. They get a fifty-fifty each for that one. Really? Nice, I man. shouldn't get anything. On yeah, that. I even hummed it to you, Scott. I know. I just couldn't remember what movie it was from for at first, but or the name of the song. But... No, you couldn't even remember the I, song. And I slow danced to that like fifteen hundred oh, times. Give up. All kinds <laughs> of. <laughs> Slow dance like a maniac. I think thing. I actually took a woman's bra off uh, without taking her top off in, during that song. Wow, look at that's a good. All right, <laughs> right well, there on the homecoming. Just awkward. <laughs> I certainly unhooked it. <laughs> Any guy that doesn't know how to unhook a woman's bra needs some lessons from their mother. Oh, oh, yeah. geez. Well, that's then you well, start. Well, yeah. that, that, I've, I've heard about those videos on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> No what? Interest. Pornhub? What's that? What? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I watch it all the time. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, number thirteen is Brian. Yep. How many? Get, real quick on a time check. How many more do we have past yeah, thirteen? Yeah, no, no, no. We're we're finishing up like in about three questions. Oh. Per, oh. All right. Okay. All right. Number number thirteen. Let them say we're crazy. I don't care about that. Put your hand in my crazy. hand, baby. I don't care don't about that. Look back. No, 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 and we can build this dream together. Uh, that's from yep. uh, Mannequin. That is uh, Starship. And nothing's going to stop us now. Yeah. Correct. The second worst song and in the world behind We Built This City. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, depends on your taste. It made Kim Cattrall come to life just so she could turn off the radio. That's right. I, I barely remember that movie, and we should watch that for film sec oh, for sure. Oh, should we? Should we? Yes, we should. 
Oh, I hate oh, look, that. it's a trashy movie, but it's fun. And, you know, not all movies can be The Godfather. So, you James know. James Spader and uh, what? Andrew McCarthy? Andrew McCarthy, Kim Cattrall, yeah. did her hottest. Yeah, no argument there. Mm. Before she became the mom to all those women on Sex in the City. Yeah. Yeah, before she had all the spits, <laughs> spits done. Mm. Okay. Number 14, Scott. Pay attention. Okay. I can see a new horizon underneath the blazing sky. I'll be where the eagle's flying higher and higher. Um, oh, that's so familiar. It totally is. Uh, one more time. All right. I can see a new horizon underneath the blazing sky. Oh, I got it. I got it. I'll be where the eagle's flying. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. It's that. It's that. Uh, St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire. Yes. And that's the name of the well song, done. too. That's not the name of the song, though. Oh, it's not? That's the parenthetical. Oh, it's part of it. It's the parenthetical. Oh, yeah, you can have it. <laughs> it's part of it. It's Let called St. Elmo's Fire. Let it have the parenthetical. Oh, wait. What's yeah. the parenthetical? What is it? What's the rest of it? It's man called in man, in, man in Motion. Oh. A little man in motion. I didn't know oh, that. Who's, who's it by, Brian? Man in Motion is by... Um, hold on. It's by. Come on, smarty pants. I know it's in my head. It's like John Terra, John Perra, uh, John. Um, Man in motion. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> <laughs> Scott knows my kryptonite is, the, uh, is hearing other names. Um, Man in motion is by. John. No, no one's getting it in the chat room either. No. It's like Sarah, not Sarah John. It's like a short. John Parr. John Parr. John Parr. John Parr. Yes. Dang oh, it. John I would, I would have Parr. Nineteen eighty-five. John Parr. I didn't. I didn't birdie that one. Never would have gotten yeah. that. Nope. All right. So that was the Scott one, Brian. Yes. All right. This is your lyrics. Building your dream has to start now. There's no other road to take. You won't make a mistake. I'll be guiding you. Whoa. Okay. One more time on this one. Right. Building your dream has to start now. There's no other road to take. You won't make a mistake. I'll be guarding. Oh, she's doing it again. <laughs> I have to give you a bit of a bone. It's, uh, that's, uh, is that, Zan uh, not Xanadu, that's uh, Livy Newton-John Magic from Xanadu? Yes. Damn it! Yes. Xanadu, my well, sister's favorite movies. They are my kid. My sisters love really? that movie. They loved Xanadu. Oh my gosh! Oh, every chick loves Xanadu. Every chick that's my age loves Xanadu. Mm. It just is awesome. Yeah, it's such it's a, a soundtrack. crush on Newton John. Yeah, I liked it oh, too. Oh yeah, she but was that, hot in that. Mm -hmm. That yep. movie's not great now. It's good then. Well done. No. All right, no. so we, we um, haven't watched the film sack yet, have we? No. We're, 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 get, we're getting a heckler in the chat room going. Really? Yeah. Piss off. Yeah, All right. Piss off, heckler. So, piss yeah. off, ghost. Yeah. Rack off, you nutbag. All right. So, number 16. <laughs> Somebody please submit that as a title. Rack <laughs> off, you nutbag. <laughs> number, number 16 is Brian? Nope. It's no, Scott. It's me. Scott's even I'm Scott. Yeah, I'm messy. All right, Scott, you're, you're going to have fun with this. Scratching in your hen house, sniffing at your feed bag, 
slipping out your back door. I'm leaving my spray. <laughs> I love this. Oh my god. I oh, I knew Brian would love it. I knew Brian would be like, "Yeah, I got that." Do a whole get, tribute to this. Do it one more time. All right, scratching in your hen house. No humming. Go ahead. Sniffing at your feed bag. Uh-huh. Slipping out your back door. I'm leaving my spray. <laughs> That's horrific sounding. <laughs> that is. What Moist. kind of what kind of band would come up with with lyrics like that, Scott? Oh yeah, what sort of what crazy kind of, band what kind that of a movie was made about? Horrendous band would. <laughs> um. Oh, there's something ringing a familiar thing here. Yeah. Has anyone in the, the, the chat room the, gotten it? No, chat room hasn't got. Oh yes, no. Uh, uh, Dice Tomato just got it. Yeah. Dice Tomato. All right, Dice Tomato. What song? Come on. Yeah, because it's not the it's not the big I'm reading song the chat. Them. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Come Do on, me. Dice Tomato, what can, song? Can you say it one more time? Give me the line. All right, scratching in your hen house, sniffing at your f- feed bag, slipping out your back door. I'm leaving my spray. Oh, that's uh um oh that's the the the, the Christopher Guest thing. Mm-hmm. The um mm-hmm. the the one called Oh shit. Hold on. Brain fart. Spinal tap. Spinal tap. Spinal tap. But I don't Correct. know the song. I don't know the song. The song is What's the, what, what Sex is the song? Farm. Is the song Sex, Sex Farm? Correct. Yeah. Oh. Which isn't even like I would say Big Bottom would be the one to pull lyrics from from that uh, from that movie. I wasn't going to uh, make this easy. And uh, uh, a point clarification point: the movie is called This Is Spinal Tap. Not, this is Spinal Tap. Spinal. I know it's, it's called Spinal This Is Spinal Tap. Directed by Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner directed. Marty DeBerge directed it. Yeah. No, no, Rob Reiner. Marty DeBerge. Wait a minute. I thought Rob Reiner directed it. He does as a director named Rob Marty Reiner. Oh, he does a fake name. It. Boy, it's been too long, dude. I haven't seen yeah. this is Spinal Tap in about. You need to rewatch years. it. It is so bloody funny. God, yeah. I wonder if my I wonder if Tristan's seen that. That might be one to to bring out. Yeah, a little family movie time. Do that. Although, if yeah. I remember correctly, there's some. Is there nudity in that one? There might be. No. I think there might be. Sean or no, 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 no. like uh, groupies there, there or something. Might be boobs. There's more boobs in Trading Places than there are in This Is Spinal Tap. <laughs> and wow. they're fantastic boobs, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jamie Lee Curtis. Boobs. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. does fantastic does boobs in that. Bosoms. She does do. She shows her boobs in uh, in Trading Places she and sh- in Knives Out. She should do that. In, I was going to say the Knives <laughs> Out sequel. She should flop those out. See how things are going. <laughs> Uh, Boots should be shined. They're in knives out. In knives out, she just downs a whole case of Activia and poops in the corner. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> That's fantastic. I need to see that movie again because I'd forgotten all about that scene. Forgotten that scene. Yeah, yeah. just went right. I past only, me. I only like those sort of um, mystery movies when it's like Clue or Murder by mm. Death. Agatha mm. Christie pisses me off. Mm. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Everyone, everyone stabbed the body. Every single person on the train stabbed oh. the body. That's just lazy writing. That's stupid. <laughs> wow, laying it down. Spoiler alert if we haven't seen Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know, it was written centuries had, ago. So if you chance. don't know yeah, the clue. Had their chance mm-hmm. to see that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's my least favorite. So I'm going to call this anything. a tiebreaker. Okay. So right. the first in, the first in mm. wins. Okay. All right. Okay. This, is the, oh. this is the tiebreaker. All right. These are the lyrics from an 80s movie. Life can be easy. It's not always swell. Don't tell me truth hurts, little girl, because it, it hurts, hurts like, like hell. hell. 
hurts when we go because it hurts like hell. Um, David Bowie. No idea. Um, mm-hmm. uh, don't tell me truth. It's uh, Labyrinth, and the song is oh. Don't Tell Me Truth Hurts Little Girl because yeah. it hurts like hell. Yeah, the underground is uh, the the song is uh, the underground. That is correct. Brian is the winner. He's doing that bullshit with the balls in his hands and dancing around. (laughs) He's got his crotch rocket looking. Brian is the winner. Congratulations. Well done. Listen to me on the Retro Cinema podcast. I'm going to say that before Scott cuts me off. Bye now. All right. (laughs) She's gone. That went wow. great. Uh, well done. You, I think you deserve that Thank win. You. See, that was my. I mean, that was finally one in my wheelhouse. You've you've uh, kicked butt on all the other ones. So. If there is a house it's, full of wheels, Brian was then right. was just in it. That is absolutely true. That's right. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister will be here. My therapy Thursday sister. We're going to talk about <laughs> existential dread. So yes. that'll be fun. That's a that thing. will be fun. Yeah, I'm especially to talk about that. Especially with all this like uh, coronavirus talk, it's a good time to talk about that kind of dread and what you can do about it if you're mm-hmm. experiencing that yourselves. Uh, so that's coming up in a sec. Before that, a song Brian has prepared. It. What is it? I do. Big thanks to uh, Noob Music, Nub Music, and You Bean Music. Uh, this is something that's coming out at the end of the month, which is tomorrow. Really, it's coming out tomorrow, not the real end of the month, which is Saturday, but the fake end of the month, which is the 28th. Um, band called uh, The Bangs went into the studio way back in 2010 to record a demo. And fortunately, while they were doing this, somebody left the tape running and uh, rediscovered and remastered this song over a decade later by Mark Lee on their debut album, The Last of the Big Shots. Here is the song Living in Hope by the, uh, by the band The Bangs. with friends who think the same as you and you keep on telling me to live life like you do but i'm really trying i swear to god it's true i'm that i'm on my own and i think of what i've been told it keeps ringing in my ears that i'm gonna be dead for a billion years that's why i'm drowning in
guys. This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Remember the days when you were ready to go? Remember that? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Drive for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Uncle, the fire monster is stealing all our power. Help us. <laughs> I want new shoes and fancy clothes. You dump the morning into the stream, and there are many flavors that you can get. This is the morning stream. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Now, is it going to mess your sister up that we're in it? Like, do we need to jump back into the other no, it won't uh, Discord? Okay. It won't matter. All right. Yeah, she'll still get the okay. ring no matter what we do. Okay. It's a good point, though. We okay. we didn't move, did we? Didn't know if she had to be a, a friend in this one. No, I think so. I think we're okay. Wendy, are you there? Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. hello. Sorry, we're hello. a little late. Uh, we do this thing once a month where we have a bunch of trivia with somebody from Australia. And as a result, yeah. it makes us go a little long. So you're very patient. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Australia. What time is it there? Uh, Middle of the night, 2 a.m., something like that. Something weird yeah. like that. She, she likes Three. to stay up. It's four. It's four a.m. now in Australia. Oh, four a.m. Oh my gosh, she woke him up to help her with that camera at four a.m. I know. I feel bad. Anyway, doesn't matter. What matters is this. Something wrong, Batman? Has anybody seen Wendy? Wendy's here. You don't want to know that she farts. No, you don't. (laughs) Never. Always sounds like you're just saying that, like just now saying that. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaking me out. Because your audio quality is that good. This is true. Uh, hey, uh, how, so so did you guys do your evaluation of me yet? Am I a total psycho from your from our interview last week? Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Total Sweet. Mm-hmm. Total psycho status. Yeah, nice. no, not at all. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's such an inter- I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on being the guinea pig, right? Because mm-hmm. we, it was cool. we discussed your food history, your, your, uh, the, your mom food relationship, because mm-hmm. that's typically a thing or can be yep. um yeah yep. what do you think and then yeah any insights you came came to you want to share with yeah everybody? i mean i um let me think if there's anything like super in particular there was just a a general sense of i never really looked at food in such a comprehensive way like you know when i and i've had these phases in my life where when i was younger food was just like the most pleasurable thing ever it's like hey mom made something rad we're gonna eat it and then in my teens and twenties, 
uh, food was a thing you had to eat, but if I had anything that had any stress to deal with it, I wouldn't eat. So I would like go long times without eating any food. And then now food is like comfort again. And when I'm frustrated or stressed, I like to eat. And so I like to eat I like too. To eat too. So I go eat and I'll eat as much as I want sometimes and that's bad. So just like this weird windy road of habits, I haven't really looked at it from a bird's eye perspective before. So it was right. that was a fascinating exchange cool. and I liked her a lot. She was she was cool. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. Um somebody asked like, well she must eat crappy food every once in a while or drink sometimes or whatever and I'm going to vouch that girl does not mm. ever. Yeah, not she, good things. She didn't. She looked like the epitome of healthy living to me. Oh, she is absolutely, and and uh, she just like it's just not even appealing. But I give her finish up bringing all the credit because mm. when you are not exposed to, you know, sort of garbagey, uh, what do they call it? Junk like food. Uh, high calorie, no nutrition mm. foods that mm. we all have here in America. Yeah, it's just different. It's just your palate is different. And I so know, I, I know why. why it's easier for I know why because when they would eat like a big old hot dog, you could see it go down because they're translucent. <laughs> those people, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you want to, you don't want to be seen doing that. You want to be seen with a big wad of spinach going down that pipe. Yeah, that's so gross. Yeah, no, well, you know, look, I've seen. Anyway, some, I know yeah. How well, thanks for being work. our guinea pig. Uh, it was fun. To yeah, it was fun. It was good. Yeah, it's fun to hear my uh, a little bit of my family history's food situation but not from me yeah different <laughs> right? perspective sure yeah, um, i grew up in the same house but brian should totally get a pig you should have brian guinea pig with you yeah, yeah brian do you want to do it i do i actually have a, a big fear of guinea pigs so this would be a really good way for me to kind of get that off my chest <laughs> i and, want one of those have you seen the it. hairless ones though those are great i want a hairless guinea pig what do they call those there's a word hairless guinea pigs yeah but there's Bull rats a, is what they call them no there's actual word ah shoot hmm. but have you ever looked real close at a guinea pig's foot it is what no, really? yeah and you yeah. should see so when There's you look something at something about like really looking at them and you realize it's a ginormous rat on your lap I'm, yeah that's, I'm, looking, I'm looking now at this yeah look at a hairless guinea, guinea pig and then and then those feet. hand thing wendy's talking about is absolutely true and you get to see it without any fur obstructing it well they just look like i mean they're they're rodent feet yeah, they look like little. Me out. They look like little uh, little pigs, like they actual fat, pigs. They're basically fat, very furry uh, rats. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, but look by at this. Way, look at that chat room. Right. How cute he is. He's adorable. Um, hold on a second. Let's see here. I gotta. <laughs> what do you What do you do? Copy there? image address. I'm giving this one to Scott and Wendy in the Discord, and I'll put also put it. I like how they're pointing out the feet in this photo. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, geez. <laughs> wow. Yes. Let's, There's nothing let's else to look at there. No, nothing else in this photo to look at. Just look at the feet. Yeah, that's gnarly. But see, here's... So the one I just put in there is... is oh, my is gosh. That, that's that a hairless wrong. one. It's a hairless it's one. Okay. Look at him. He's cute. Oh, that's... He's super cute. Look at it's that. It's like a hippo had a baby with a... I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> I love it. I want one. Anyway, Why are we talking about this. Oh I don't my know. Gosh. They also smell weird, but let's uh, get to the point of today's uh, thing. Okay. Speaking of dread, let's get ex existential about it. <laughs> um, so I talked to, uh, it's not a specific email or anything written, but I talked to somebody who is experiencing a bit of existential dread right now. Um, it is before the chat has their way with me. It's not me talking about myself, okay? 
<laughs> it's not me I'm talking about. It was actually another person, but I'm not. I'm going to keep them anonymous because you know they don't know I'm doing. And you this. know, I mean, we all probably are experiencing a little bit of this, right? Everyone to experiences a little bit. Yeah, that's going to be part of this conversation. That's part of everybody's life in some level. Mm-hmm. But um, I, in particular, I have a acquaintance who is really, really in existential dread town over the coronavirus spread and anything attached to it. Um, even when you look at the math and the statistics of it, it, while it hasn't, you know, laid waste to humanity, it has, you know, potential, not, some of the potential numbers are pretty gnarly if you look at, you know, look at even look at it from just a very mathematic, clinical sort of point of view. A 2% uh, mortality rate would be, would be, you know, somewhere in the 700,000 people in America sort of range. If it spreads like the flu does, and we don't know if, that it does yet, we don't know about containment stuff. Like, there's a lot of questions, and that's part of the problem. Is there's no firm ones, right? Like, nobody knows 100. percent On the one hand, if you listen to the news, you're going to get an anchor going, "Welcome to the evening news: Coronavirus fear spreading like never." But like, you're going to hear that right. everywhere you go. It's, it's more contagious than the virus. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, like so. So they're just feeling very like this this feeling of like just around the corner is mm-hmm. is the end end times days death. yeah <laughs> it's death. and there's nothing i can do about it and it's right. consuming their thoughts um mm-hmm. weirdly this is a thing that would normally consume mine but i'm actually kind of chill about it and i don't yeah. know why i think it's because i'm just sort of in this mode in my life right now and i'm like eh, I, I it's fine if i'm going to get that i'll have it's two percent chance i'm out so it's fine whatever <laughs> like i don't i don't know for whatever reason it isn't bothering me in that regard then if you say but if you start adding other people i care about into the mix and say ah but what about van he's a little kid you know brand new immune system well what you know what about that and i go oh yeah i don't like that or, what about your mom she's in her 80s you know that could be real bad and then i go oh yeah i don't like that so there's there are parts of you know parts of it that that give me the willies but it's usually on behalf of somebody else and not myself anymore so I don't know what that's about because usually this sort of thing would really freak me out, but it's not. Right. So anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So what? can I ask him questions? I yeah. mean, I don't know how much. I will try to answer them. Yes. Told you. I will try to answer them. Um, is this person generally pretty anxious or is this um, like, is are you watching them act really differently? Like this is a different. Shift? This is a different thing. It's very. It's very much a shift for them, personality-wise. Mm, okay, got it. Uh, is this a movie watcher? Uh, no more than anyone else. I mean, not like an avid movie watcher. Just someone who okay. I think catches. <laughs> this is not somebody who is on the news with the with the title after their name. Movie, movie watcher, watcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, okay, yeah. movie watcher. Movie watcher. Well, it just makes me wonder, just like their level of getting into pandemic type of uh, literature and movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, See, I that's think what's funny because because I'm really into that stuff. I love a book mm-hmm. or a movie Hot or TV zone or Contagion. Yeah, or... I love that stuff. Like, I'm a big subgenre fan of like end of world scenario stuff, and and yet I'm not bothered by this. Is there is it possible I've consumed so much of that that now I'm on the other side You're of it? Desensitized to it, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, or you seek it out because it actually gives you a little sense of uh, control. And it, there's some interesting research on why Americans are super into dystopias. Mm. Um, and it's because we don't live in one. Like right. you, 
believe me, if you've ever lived in a dystopia, you would not be watching anything about dystopias. Yeah. <laughs> like it would, that fascination would be crushed. I think it's a bit of the the fear of the drop from, you know, I turn on my water and water comes out and whatever, you know? So there's a bit of, we have, we are known around the world for our, a bit of a obsession with this stuff, which mm -hmm. is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so so I, can we just define what we're talking about first? Mm -hmm. Maybe someone's listening who's like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Existential dread, my life's awesome. Okay, mm -hmm. so here's a good definition. This is by uh, clinical psychologist, Paul Hokenmeyer. He has defined it as existential dread is the terror we experience in our awareness that we are transient beings acting out life on a precarious stage. Mm. It's a phenomenon that is universal among humans, but that varies in intensity. Interesting. So basically, like a plant's not going to necessarily have this. But my dog <laughs> right. does. My dog Rainer don't, totally has it. I guarantee. For sure. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there Every is a dog. <laughs> There's a difference between anxiety and existential dread. And existential dread will come at um, different times. It's not something that sticks around all the time. If that sticks around, that's more of a clinical anxiety situation, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's a. It, I don't know if you guys have had. I've had this moment a couple times in my life where I just have this moment like, wait, how did I get here? Mm. Uh, like I'm in a auditorium in the middle of a suburb of Minnesota and they're singing the national anthem. <laughs> like, how did I get what? here? Is that like, like black uh... out and wake up there is what you're <laughs> saying? Kind of. There's like a feeling, there's like a feeling like a year ago, I lived in Sweden. And oh, then gotcha. before yeah. that I didn't. And what, what have yeah. I done? I have that there's all the time. a moment of like, Huh? Yeah. Or like I'm old, or I. Sure. How did? I I how definitely have this. This this happened that a few times. This happens like, to me all the time. But isn't there a word for that? There's like a what's that? Not dysmorphia. It's like a not not dysplasia no. either. It's there, there's a word that's it's like <laughs> you're separate. Where, where you <laughs> yeah, feel yeah. like you're separated from yourself. Like you're not. You're, you're dissociate is dissociative oh, disorder. Oh, that's is, it. No, that's not no. what we're talking about. That's more of just like a. It's like it's it's what existential dread ultimately is made up up of is like a hyper awareness of this moment mm. where you are and maybe thinking nothing really makes sense to have gotten you here. Gotcha. Now, people will have this. Obviously, they're like strung out in a crack house and they wake up and go, what have I done with my life? Yeah. How did that? I get here? <laughs> if you oh. hear hacking, that's my dog in the back. Oh, yeah. dog oh, cold. Yeah. He has dog coronavirus. Coronavirus. Right. It's bad. Anyway, right. um, yeah, so, okay, so that moment of, like, you're, like, really aware. And that's existential dread. It's it's a it's some type of degree of terror becoming aware that we're just, we could die any minute, right? Mm -hmm. Or we're, you know, because for the most part, our brains compensate for all of the really actual scary things. Like, you know, we get on a plane and people get really nervous. That's safer than getting in a car, but we do that easily. So like there's degrees of awareness of reality and our brains do a lot of hard work to keep everything familiar, feeling safe, right? Mm -hmm. That's why anything new can sort of feel unsafe. But this is this just kind of, it's like a little proverbial slap in the face of like, you know what? This might be all over in one second. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have a response that is fear or, uh, it could be painful. It could be, you know, and and the more it happens, the sort of more difficult this begets, beget, becomes. I mean, mm -hmm. anyway, so this person, because here's what I would also like to know. Uh, what are they doing with their um, news watching time? 
right? Like how, because, so this happened the other day to me, mm. I have not paid much attention to this whole coronavirus thing at all. Mm. And then I had a million things to do. And as you do, when you have a million things to do, you think, what's on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> and I happened to click on a link. I didn't see what it was actually about. And then it was literally the whole thread was nothing but coronavirus. Yeah. And I just read it for the next 35 minutes. And afterwards I thought, I guess we're all going to die. You know, it was a lot. Um, And having not paid any attention to suddenly reading the panic everywhere. And of course it's Twitter, which is a different echo chamber than anywhere else. Right. In that sense. But I, they're just repeating the news too. Right. Um, It's really powerful. It's like, Oh, should I go to the store now and buy everything? (laughs) And then you go, okay, hold on, breathe. So my get, my question is that person is probably consuming because and it's that perpetuating problem of you consume to try to pre prepare to be less afraid, but it only makes you more afraid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so someone could have their bunker full of two years worth of food, and they're probably the scaredest one out there. Yeah. In theory, they shouldn't be because, because they're the they're most reminded prepared. of every time they look around, they're seeing their bunker, totally. they're seeing all their stockpiled stuff, and they're you know they don't know of anything else other than all right, it's happening and. Yeah, and, there, and there's nothing and, I can do about it. And mm-hmm. also, you're you're hitting the point exactly. Like hyper focusing on your existential dread creates uh, like a little home in your head. For it. It. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. it's going to happen probably to all of us at some point, right? Um, the most common form of this, by the way, is called acute existential dread. It has Aww, an acute ED. Yeah. It used to be they originally uh, called it adorable existential dread, <laughs> but that was too long, so yeah. they shortened it. Got it. Dorbs. Dorbs didn't work. Dorbs either. didn't work. <laughs> right. Right. And so here's an example of, of, of someone describing their experience with acute essential dread. It's, it's like you look up at the stars and think about the sheer enormity of it all. Yeah. But you can still hear Donald Trump reading his tweets out loud in the back of your head. Mm. And all of a sudden you're like, screw it. Maybe humans really don't deserve a planet as incredible as Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. the description. Yeah. So it's a bit of like the enormity of all or like if you see any hubble spacecraft pictures and how insane the universe is in its expanse and you're a tiny dumb dot like that is that's pretty freaky right and then mm-hmm. suddenly the things you think that matter so much like your bank account suddenly you know so it's a it's a weird experience that a lot of people um have had also one other thing is psychedelics um often can trigger this side of type type of thing. Mm. When um, you say psychedelics like LSD, um, yeah, okay. So I'm going to give you the solutions. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh yeah. There are answers to this. Lots of psychedelic. Obviously, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Obviously. And not, <laughs> Just that's, good psychedelics. Yeah. Good mushrooms. Good psychedelics. Yeah. Make sure your quality is very good. Well, and not to say that psychedelics don't have a, a, I mean, that's, that's actually, not a terrible thing for someone to actually face reality sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I honestly think about it, like what is the structural or, or sort of organic purpose to this? Mm. Like why is a human being what, developmentally or sort of survival, what is that for? Um, I, I think it's a jolt of humility that everyone needs everyone, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, anxiety over coronavirus is not quite the same thing as an existential dread, right? You are feeding a fear. You're digging into it. You're you're not actually preparing yourself, maybe, for the reality of it, which might be 
you know, um, how need- to handle not being able to go to your kids, go to school and make sure your daycare is set up or something, right? Like that might right. actually be what you could do to prepare right. versus, you know. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Like we, is it a defense mechanism when I'll just use an example, but if somebody gets conspiratorial about the coronavirus or any other threat like this, yeah. And they start saying things like um, it has AIDS in it because I heard the government made it, for example. For example. Um, not that that's a recent example. No, not that we didn't hear that a half an hour <laughs> ago. But real. if somebody okay. says that or, or, you know, anybody comes up with like reasons, oh, the government's behind it. Or I heard it was from this company of evil doers or, you know, whatever it is. Is that just a coping mechanism to make it seem less or to make it oh, make yes. sense? Like, why, why, do, why do we do that? That seems dangerous and bad to do that. Well, it? I mean, it's it's like on one breath, the government is so incompetent and they're idiots. And then on the other, they have planned this thing. You know, it's always that it drives mm. me nuts. Mm. But you're absolutely right. It is the we have certain tricks. Everyone has coping strategies for lots of different things. Right. But there are certain mental tricks that. Um, give us a sense of control when there is none. Um, and that, that's one of our challenges as a species is we like to feel in control, right? And so safety and our, our sort of core survival stuff um, requires us to feel in control and safe and aware of our circumstances and our surroundings, blah, blah, blah. So when something like this occurs, it's it, the brain, and I'm sure there's research on this where your brain lights up. For, for someone who really loves the conspiracy stuff, what happens in their brain? Mm. Where are they feeling or experiencing and what is going on when they think, yeah, you know what? It's really just the flu and it's like nothing different than any other year and it's just a way to tank the stock market so Trump won't get reelected. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Because first of all, it just confirms your bias or whatever your bias might be but also gives you this weird sense of like, I'm in the know, I know something, I'm, I'm gonna be okay. Cause that's part of human nature. If we know something, you know, GI Joe, knowing's half the battle. It really is. It's like, <laughs> oh, I know this thing, so I'm fine. But when you are just a regular person walking around with really no access to any true information that you can verify yourself, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. So you either believe the thing that is told to you or you find bunch of people on 4chan who are going to confirm what you think you believe or you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. this needing to feel but but again this is more about anxiety whereas existential dread is more about your existence you individually seeing the expanse of the stars and feeling small mm. or you know you know having this like is it anything worth it you know kind of and and we'd have we need a whole other hour for suicide stuff because it's different from this um so don't get those two confused but very you know so it puts us in this interesting place and it should be transient um but i think we can make it stick around and make it a lot worse by hyper focusing on certain things that will trigger our existential dread Mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna get into a little bit how do you treat this or you know i'm quote air quoting this because it's a thing that happens it isn't harmful it's maybe a reset. We're not exactly sure of all the reasons. I'm sure someone studied this and I just didn't find it. Mm. Um, but, you know, what do you do if this is a thing that's happening in your life? How do you handle it? So I want to ask you guys first, what do you think? What do you think you do to handle AED, which is acute existential dread? 
Mm. Well, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the obvious thing is get away from, uh, social media for a while, get away from the things that seem to confirm your fears or that seem to agitate or, or feed fuel your fears. Okay. So back up. So, so are you saying that because it's, you're afraid, so you're anxious, or are you saying, because uh, existential dread is you're intensely feeling inconsequential, so powerless, small, like Mm. your life doesn't actually mean that much in the big scheme of Um, things. Oh, the former, for sure. Like if if you're freaking out, then the last thing you should be doing is looking on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, to to see those things, because you'll only see the articles or the only, the posts that support whatever fear you've got. Right. As far as the powerlessness, Incon- like inconsequentiality i like that word that uh, isn't that isn't that good for us though to feel <laughs> i know right <laughs> doesn't keep us humble i actually wish that more people would feel a little more uh inconsequential um is it i mean uh, is it as simple as saying you know go go volunteer somewhere go help out and see that you're making a small difference or is that too kumbaya too um to uh, um, snowflake your response. Right, right. Well, okay. So think about it for, (laughs) yes, totally. And think about it for a moment. When you are, um, like you watch the news and you see how these children are dying in Syria. Like Mm -hmm. it's literally happening right now. One of the worst humanity crises is under our nose. We know, we can read about it. We have some images, we can see this. And then we go get our latte from Starbucks and we're ticked off because the dummy forgot to put the right thing in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so how do you do that? How do you have both of those on the same day? Mm. And you have to consciously they... be aware of it. You right. Can't, either, that, that, you're, yeah. either you're unaware of it and you're, you're taking your anger or frustration out on, on unsuspecting baristas or you are it's the reality of globalization, right? So mm-hmm. back in the day, I don't know if, I, I wonder what the history is on this, like when the first person said they had it. Can someone go Google that for me? Yeah. <laughs> um, because if when you were just in your little farming town with only so many people to know, I mean, did the world feel big or did the world feel small? Did you ever have moments of like, none of this matters because, you know, there's a, I don't know. That's an interesting thought because it, I, I think it definitely has increased over time because we are more global, I, I would assume. Don't you guys well, it's because we're more aware. Like if, if uh, you know, if I was on a farm in the 1820s, uh, tending to my cow and whatever, I wouldn't know that right that minute, and I would never know that right that minute, somewhere far off 4,000 miles away on some other continent, um, a family was just slaughtered for political reasons. Like I wouldn't know. Okay. And so right. because we didn't know, we were, you know, blissfully unaware and ignorant to a thing that was going on, and our world was much smaller. We would only hear about, oh, Bill up the road got drunk and punched a chicken. What are you gonna do? <laughs> to like, hear the wheel fell off of uh, yeah. Marty's combine the other day. <laughs> exactly, but there's something. And it would a- matter. It would matter, yeah. right? It like would it matter. It would actually course. matter because right? yeah. your world needs to matter, and I think that's what's part of. Yeah, it's not necessarily feeling happening. like the world is larger or smaller. It's just feeling like, oh, this is my world right here. This little, yeah. uh, little town I'm in. That's that's all I need. That's the the world I I need to worry about and care about. Yeah, yeah. and that's hard to do today, and not you know, 
any minute now, somebody yeah. could say something to me and say, can you believe this? And my reaction is like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. Well, if I would never heard about it, it doesn't mean I wouldn't feel the same or be just as mad. But it would have been fine if I never heard about it because I can do zero about it. I can do nothing about this thing that happened halfway across the world or wherever. There's just nothing I can do. And if there is something I can do, fine. You do something you can do. But there's only so many things you can do also. So, you know, like we're the stimulus hasn't, you know, we're, we haven't changed. The stimulus has. And it, it feels like it's just different now. I wish all well, I had to do was the intensity, the right. visual options, the audio options. Like mm-hmm. you just could read about it before in the old paper. And you, there was it, nothing in human history has been like it is at this point. Right. With access to uh, futility <laughs> right? and feeling powerless yeah. or whatever. Right? right. So, OK, so let's talk about how, what people do. Um, some of these are going to be more healthy strategies than others, but like, what do people do to um, stop feeling existential dread, mm-hmm. or to at least take a break from it, or avoid it? Any any thoughts of what people do? I mean, I can tell you what I have tried to do. I don't know if it's been successful for me or not, but um, the last few years, I have had to make a concerted change. Um, almost at the same time that my dread was escalating, I was having to figure out how to counter it. And I think I'm getting a little better at it um, right now. I mean, we'll talk again in November of 2020 and see how I'm feeling then. (laughs) See how you're doing. But, uh, you know, like the, the... the things I, I'm, I'm, I'm being less concerned about the things I can affect or change and more concerned about what's immediately in front of me and what I can do and mm-hmm. the people around me. So, you know, not having, not feeling any personal dread about the coronavirus, I do have a little bit for knowing, you know, Carter's going to GDC in uh, March or early or second week of March, whatever it is. And that's a gigantic conference in Northern California where we have confirmed cases of, of, the virus and also it's spreading there a little bit. And so, you know, a convention setting with people from all around the world, GDC is an international yep. event. And I think about her and I'm, and now I have a little bit of dread for her, even though I'm a part of me is also like, yeah, well, she's, she's going to be fine. Like it's not that big a deal. Or if it's going to be worse, we're going to hear that the conference itself is canceling or the conference right. itself is saying, right. don't do this or don't come from there or whatever. Like we'll, we'll have other indicators that will then make us have to evaluate and say, all right, well, maybe we need to think about this and make a decision. And, you know, to answer your question though, I, I just got to a point where I needed to back off some from that feeling of just, I need to make sure this is, you know, this, mm-hmm. I can't believe this is happening. And I just had to just, be better at going nope i just need to make sure the dog got fed and make sure that i don't forget to get the right tax stuff to my tax dude uh, on time and you know things that are immediately in front of me that are important you know that i have to do and and that's helped a lot is just to focus it, on just that making stuff and, making an active attempt to narrow your focus down to the things that you have control over right so that you're not focused on the the greater picture and and the stuff that freaks you out right and you still try to do at least temporarily yeah and and even if it comes down to um you know let's say i don't know i'm just thinking a good example but let's say 
they they say, uh, yeah, we're, it looks like a, the big problem right now is is uh, travel to a certain part of the world. Then you can make a decision, right? If you you had plans mm-hmm. to go on a cruise, but you find out that that cruise line has had multiple cases, you can make a more informed decision because it's in your realm now. It's no mm-hmm. longer outside of your reach, outside of your control. You can actually look at it and go, mm, maybe we'll delay this trip, or maybe we won't go on that line, or maybe we'll change our minds and do a different kind of vacation this year or what, whatever you, you have the tools to again, make the decision in your immediate area. Just like if somebody caught the virus in your house, not to just focus on coronavirus, but since we're bringing it up, but if somebody caught it, then you have a whole new bunch of issues of, I need to focus on what I can control, which is take care of the people who have it, be careful and try not to get it myself. And if I do, you know, work with the, the proper medical uh, procedure of who do I see and when do I see them? And, you know, like just still keep it within your reach. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing to do, but I feel like I'm getting better at it. Right. And you're, you're describing again, it's, I mean, cause there overlaps in so many ways, but again, anxiety versus existential dread, which is, this is meaningless. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a speck of dust mm-hmm. or, you know, that type of thing. And so, so, Anxiety has its treatment and its forms and it, its needs and what it does and you can feed it. And, and some of those are going to apply to ex- existential dread because you can expose yourself to all the scary things and just think, my life is small and nothing. Um, I think this is why we have slacktivism, right? Which is you you sign a petition via your comfort of your own home or you <laughs> you rail against something on social media and then you feel like you've done something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you haven't really. And But it gives you a sense of that you're important and your voice matters and you can do, you know, there's some of that compensating kinds of things that we do all the time. But I do think, I mean, let's just say this real quick and then we'll get back to some other ideas is if you think at all as a human, you should have some, this should happen to you. If you don't think much and you're just kind of simple and life is just enjoy and good for you. But I would say most people are going to be prone to thinking about their existence and some will be more prone than others, right? And typically those who are more prone to this type of thing tend to be emotionally wired to process life a little bit more intensely. Um, maybe lights are brighter, noises are louder, human beings are more complicated, right? And mm-hmm. so there are people who are maybe more predisposed to this type of thing. And so that's something to note. Um, and that not everyone maybe is gonna experience it, but we have one life to live, every one of us, just one. Mm. And so what do you do with it? Um, so so this leads to, so religion is a really powerful thing that's always been on earth to kind of help us manage this, right? Well, there's a life after and there it's great, right? Like it's mm-hmm. literally the opposite of this. Mm. Um, and so people can kind of, it allays some of that dread. Um, so that's one thing that's kind of historically happened. Um, and think of some other things. I mean, shopping, drinking, like just not thinking about it, right? Distraction, right? just getting your mind off of, of that thing. I think it can have really positive effects of really. Um, so for example, when people take psilocybin, this is um, interesting. I think I've talked about this before, but the part of the brain that processes the ego and information in relationship to yourself, it goes offline. Mm. It's literally quiet. And the other parts of your brain that don't usually get used get lit up. And so people will often describe feeling incredibly insignificant and small and almost non-existent, but feeling a part of a whole. Mm. 
So their ego's gone. It's no longer about me, me, me. It's about everyone is one living thing. That's a very common response um, when your ego gets shut off. Um, and meditators can often have, you know, long-term meditators can create that same sense as well. They can turn that part of their brain off, mm. which is kind of cool, right? So, uh, so worried about me in the middle of all of this, um, rather than sort of being amazed by that you get to be a part of all of this is mm. an interesting switch on it. And then here's one last thing that just blew my mind. I'm saving it for the end because it's so fascinating to me. Is one way to treat existential existential dread? Sorry, is to take acetaminophen. Whoa, Ty <laughs> Tylenol, good old fashioned Tylenol. You're yeah. saying hmm. really? So this is crazy. There is um, some studies published sort of recently in Psychological Science it's a magazine and a research group. They found that Tylenol does more than just relieves pain. It's the same, so sort of, um, it inhibits any brain signal that something's wrong. Mm. It's not simply just the actual physical pain of it so that alleviate the pain that something's wrong. Now, don't everyone go OD on Tylenol. No, no, <laughs> but like, that'd be bad. It actually, they have found that it can help with these types of feelings. Your, uh, your so liver will come out looking like a jellyfish, so you gotta be careful yeah. with those. But okay, so let me let me ask you this: If you're somebody who where Tylenol doesn't even help with headaches, you're pretty screwed on that doing anything for yeah. for you. Yeah. Mm. Well, good. I, I <laughs> me and Tylenol just don't get along. Do you do you not? Does Tylenol not? It doesn't work for you? do anything for me. Nothing. Really. Nothing. Even the the like when you go to the doctor and they're like, "Well, we're going to give you the the slightly harder version of this that you can't get over the counter. It's still just Tylenol, but it's this much of a dose or whatever." nothing did nothing for me when i had my foot thing or any, anything else any other kind of pain ibuprofen totally helps if it's something that's sore and if i have a headache the only thing that works for me is a leave so it must oh. just be depends on somebody's you know body i guess or your own chemistry or something i don't know so so let me describe this study because i think you guys will like this it's really fascinating so they had participants either take tylenol brand acetaminophen or a sugar pill placebo Okay. Yeah. It was in a double-blind study, which is very important, everyone. Don't believe anything unless there was a double-blind study. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a good PSA okay. to give it out. I like it. Um, okay, so one group of participants was asked to... This is so interesting. They asked to write about what would happen to their body after they die. So mm. that's bringing up the existential distressing thought, right? Mm -hmm. And the control group was asked to write about having dental pain. Oh, jeez. So. All participants were then asked to read an arrest report about a prostitute and to set, <laughs> and to set the amount for bail. Okay. This is great. So just as expected, the control group that wrote about dental pain, who weren't made to feel an existential threat, gave relatively low bail amount. So on average, about $300. Yeah. They didn't. So the, the assumption here is they didn't feel the need to assert their values. Mm. Right. But the other group who wrote about their own death, and then we're given a sugar pill. They set bail at over four hundred dollars. Oh, Jeez, that's crazy. And so um, the idea is that you sort of respond to um, a threat about life's meaning. You know, it's about your values. And so this idea of and this this might get a little into some conspiracy behavior and sort of other things when you are existentially threatened. It, your values are on the line, right? Yeah. But when you're just talking about dental pain, which has no sort of existential threat, you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right? You don't have to put you and everything you believe into what this prostitute now has to pay as her bail. 
Is it okay? Yeah. Is it okay that I I felt a surge of existential dread when you said the words dental pain? Is that normal? I know you would actually no. not do well in this study. I they would, would be not. like, <laughs> I hate teeth stuff so bad. Oh my gosh! Oh, you and me both. Yeah, Brian, same. Brian's got like this weird sensitive thing. I have a little mm-hmm. bit of that in my lower teeth. I've had all. Uh, I hate teeth. So you guys would be setting the bail for one thousand each. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the point. These studies are good at weeding out, not weeding out, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, yeah. it's accounted for. So, But it's mm-hmm. but it's a clever way to sort of, I mean, they've looked at other things, but it's a clever way to see how a Tylenol um, makes you feel any different about some dread that you were having, that, whether it was actual pain, yeah. physical pain, or yeah. was it emotional pain? Because our system, and we don't understand the process very well, but the pain blocking power of Tylenol doesn't just work on physical pain, which is something they're just discovering, which is interesting. interesting. But it also explains why all other drugs are so appealing. Hello. Yeah. Hello. You know what I mean? Yeah. The worse, they the bigger they get. Cause, cause isn't yeah. oxy- like some of the, uh, the, the opioid stuff is like really hardcore extended yes. versions of Tylenol, like Tylenol yeah. in, in massive doses with the right chemical makeup are not just Tylenol anymore. They're like, no. you know, really hardcore drugs right and then your all your psychological pain is is deadened because of it right like that's the point of drugs if drugs were just for fun then people would do them once maybe a week to have a good time on a friday night that's not what happens right because uh, obviously they there are powerful ways to not have to think about or feel right and we're not making an argument for or against pot you guys so keep your emails to yourselves we're not saying (laughs) pot is the same we're just saying just calm down it's fine everything's fine uh well interesting Um, yeah don't do pot till you're 26 can i just send that psa out please oh yeah so that's the other thing is this thing you don't hear a lot about and you've talked about it a little bit before on the show but but people's brains are still like rapidly forming yeah. all sorts of neuron neuron pathway and blah 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 and if you and pot can curb all that or tweak it or jack it up if you're if you start too early yeah you gotta be careful yeah what yeah, if it's I a gummy tell my kids no pot till you're 26 they're always like what i'm like just trust me tell me about a <laughs> tell me about an edible it won't ruin you. An, yeah. an edible gummy at 50 how will that go how you'll will... be fine okay you probably need one <laughs> <laughs> I, that sounds like a prescription to me. Yeah, there are people. There are people who want me to do that when we're in Vegas in March, and I'm still totally on the fence on this whether I'll try it or not. My my mm-hmm. big hangup has always been, hey, if it's legal, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. But now that sure. the, now that there's an opportunity to legally do something in a place where it's legal, now I'm I totally am like being a wuss. About yeah, it. you should be freaked out because Scott, you took a child's dose of a anti whatever or what is it benzodiazepine oh, and yeah. like messed had me a up. freaky reaction for two years yeah so messed I don't, me really? up. oh well, yeah it was bad i told you about this brian did i tell you about oh, that yeah. i think i, I told yes. you about it yes. yeah it was bad it was very so bad that yes. would tell me that mm. that gummy either needs to be have <laughs> next to nothing in it right i'm gonna right. eat just the ear just off eat of the them. foot yeah just eat the ear here's my problem with that is i would eat all the brownies <laughs> or all the gummy bears because right. i am trained to eat all of and in fact that's one of the risks right is that's, that that's one of the problems is that people do the they do the ear they do the foot they don't feel anything then they say oh well i guess i better have like five of these then to feel something and then the first one kicks in yeah <laughs> And then you're like, oh, and then you're boy. messed up for days. I saw a video of a dog at a vet's office who had gotten into the lady's gummy stash and eaten all her oh, gummies. 
Christ. That poor dog. I mean, he was okay in the end, but he was just wandering around, bumping into stuff, falling over. <laughs> oh, jeez. It was pretty bad. That's so sad. So, Scott, don't do it, but if you do, somebody film it for me, okay? All right. <laughs> oh, I'm sure 11 people will be filming. 100 people will be filming. <laughs> 11. Just yeah, 11. 11. Just 11. Hand out tickets. You're 1,100,000 11. people will be <laughs> Dad was this way, too. My dad, like, caffeine was super way over effective on him same with me like caffeine sends me over the roof and it doesn't even have to be that much of it and you know what he used to say he got high on tylenol and none of us thought we just thought he was crazy yeah, we thought that was a weird thing to say but did. now there's some science well weird. Yeah. weird i mean yeah don't don't mess with johnson's and drugs we are we should never no we are built we're built to like explode something's yeah, wrong with us. something is wrong with us so don't do it if you're us but if you're someone else whatever knock yourself <laughs> whatever um <laughs> All right. Cover up your existential dread. <laughs> totally fine. Yes. So before before we go, we should probably let people know that they can uh, head on over to realsteps.org and yes. do something while they're there. Tell them what they can do even so now. So they can sign up for the next round or just an email to get information about the next round. You can read on that on the webpage. So it's realsteps.org. You can read what the whole thing is that we're doing. Yeah. So we are halfway through the first round. And it is so fun, and the people are so cool. And anyway, we're that having makes me a really, really good happy. time. Really happy to hear that. It sounds like it's, yeah, it's going really great. And yeah. and people are like, I have them. I, they're they've done a pre test. They're going to do a post test, and then they fill out an assessment every week. So I'm getting feedback as we go along, and you know they're guinea pigs because we're not exactly sure on everything, but we're learning a lot and feeling like uh, yeah, it's some good stuff. It's been really a blast and fun to have a lot of people from your community involved. So. Yeah, um, cool. it's great. So yeah, go sign up if you're just interested in hearing more about it. Next time, we'll just send another email out. But it, a lot of information's there, and uh, yeah, we're hoping to do another round. We the thing is, so what we do is we help two people intensely, and mm. they are awesome, by the way. And it's they are nailing it. It's so <laughs> fun to watch. Anyway, it's really cool. Um, but it gets subsidized by everybody else. But everyone else gets good stuff too, and so that's kind of how model we're trying to work from so we need about 40 people to do a round mm. um so hopefully we can get that many yeah, and do another round. second round would be would be awesome well good luck with that and uh Thank in the you. meantime it's realsteps.org wendy dunford on instagram and there's a twitter but i forgot what it is oh therapy thursdays on twitter if you want to follow over there yeah. uh yes well, two s's technically yeah two s's or no <laughs> wait double s therapy therapy thursdays thursdays all right yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do fascinating. It. <laughs> this is fascinating. Uh, ha- have a good one. We'll see you next right. week. Be good. Bye now. Bye. All right. Thanks, Wendy. Oops, it didn't hang. Oh yeah, it did. Okay. Well, there's still a naked guinea pig on my screen. That must mean that I we're know. done. Jeez. It must mean it's the end of the show. <laughs> All right. No. I'm gonna delete that. That photo is just so disturbing. Yeah, you maybe want to get rid of it. It looks like somebody. It's almost like a uh, alien hippo or something like that thing. It is. You know that Uja yeah. oh, like- or what's that movie on Netflix? Oh, uh, oh yeah, Uja or uh, something like that. Right. It's your parasite director. Yeah, I did it. Um, yeah, I actually I like the I like the hairless guinea pig. It was the giant pin- guinea pig butthole that I. Oh yeah, that thing's nasty. Is that pushing like full eggs out of there? Or what is that about? That's just nasty. Uh, like Volkswagen. It's not good. It's yeah. gross. Anyway, it's gross. Um, all right, so we're uh, there's no show tomorrow, but there is the uh, play date on Saturday. We're doing it that day for a couple reasons. One, uh, moving around once in a while so that people have time to catch it on a day where they normally work or whatever. Uh, and you can also play if you're a patron. You can also watch no matter what what you are, so it doesn't matter. Uh, be a part of it. It's going to start at around eleven, eleven thirty, something like that in the morning. 
uh, tomorrow uh, depends when Film Sack wraps, and our Film Sack buddies are going to stay on with us. So it's going to be really fun. We want to play a bunch of Jackbox games. Who knows what else may come up? So be here for two hours of solid entertainment. And you accidentally said tomorrow it's Saturday. Not I'm sorry, tomorrow. Saturday. 29th. February yes. 29th. Saturday. February 29th. Sorry, Saturday the 29th. Yes. No p.m. tomorrow. Uh, that's how that'll work. Uh, also, thanks for all your great feedback on how we're doing the Patreon version of the show every day, which has our post and pre-content uh, in its correct order. I guess that worked out well, so glad to hear it. Uh, if you have any other feedback and you're a patron, just uh, leave us comments on the Patreon site, and we'll be happy to answer those. Uh, that's patreon.com slash TMS, and everything else you might need about us and for us and around us, find it frogpants.com slash TMS. All right, Brian, let's take him out with a song and style. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. How about this one right here? This one goes out to Boba Fetish. He says, to celebrate my final chemo four on February 28th, that's tomorrow, can I get a cover of the Imagine Dragons song Believer? If not, something similar works. I'll leave that in the cover master's hands. It's been a long few months, but the tadpole has been helpful and supportive on Twitter, always encouraging me. So thank you. Uh, so number eight chemo and then surgery in April, and hopefully I'll be cancer free. Uh, Nigel, a.k.a. Boba Fetish Wow on Twitter. And when I used to be able to listen live, man. Boba Fetish, man, we uh, saw your post on on Twitter about this, and dude, we are uh, excited for you to be done with chemo. And- ah, that was not on purpose, <laughs> I swear. Boba Fetish, We're forgive excited. me. Brian was saying for a you nice to be thing. Done with the show. Yes, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to hit that. I apologize. <laughs> so we are. Uh, uh, you've got our our our. Uh, our, our vibes coming your way. That's about all we can do, but we can do it. Um, our best wishes. And uh, we want to hear how it goes and success afterwards. Yep. Uh, all right. You know, and, and it's funny because I picked this version because I really like the version and I completely didn't think about the performer, but Oh, well uh, this is imagine dragons believer performed by puddles pity party. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it is such great. a great version. This guy does is, has such an incredible voice and uh, dresses up like Pagliacci the Clown. But um, uh, this one's going out to you, Boba Fetish. I hope you like this version as much as I do. Here's Puddle's Pity Party with Believer. First, I'ma say all the words inside my head I'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been The way that things have been Second thing, second, don't you tell me what you think that I can be I'm the one at the sale, I'm the master of my sea the master of my sea I was broken from a young age Taking my sulk into the masses Write down my poems for the few That looked at me, took to me, shook to me Feeling me singing from heartache, from the pain Taking my lessons from the veins Speaking my lessons from the brain Seeing the beauty through the You made me up, you made me unbelievable Believer, believer. I'll let 
And flowing inhibited, limited till it broke up and it rained down. It rained down like you made me all, you made me a believer, believer. You break me down, you build me up, believer, believer. I let the bullets fly. Of the fire and the flames, you're the face of the future, the blood in my veins, the blood in my veins. But they never did, ever, and ever, and flowing and heaving it, living it till it broke up and it rained down. It rained down like you made me up, you made me up. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I'm still only in Saigon.